And now I see my sickness and my problem, my chronic condition as a, my salvation point. God was again looking for me. Yes. Once again, like I was telling Clay, one day I was saying to myself, there is power. There's a purpose in your pain. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to go through without leaving a scar in your heart, and your soul. And it's going to make a difference in your life. So that's what happened to me that, like you said, we're fragile. We're going to break eventually. But when we break, we have the pottery maker. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Happy you stopped by for today's show. I want to take you back to an interview I did in 2021 with Clay and Jackie Meadows. Clay teaches Bible at First Assembly Christian School, and Jackie is a nurse at a local hospital. They refer to themselves as the country boy and Peruvian girl. Together with their two children, a son and a daughter, they're just doing life together, like families do. They're a couple uniting personalities, backgrounds, and different cultures to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Together, Clay and Jackie are on a wonderful adventure of abiding in God's Word, His love, His hope, and a whole lot more. Let's go back to that conversation now with an introduction of the medals. Clay is here in the studio. Clay, yep. welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Hey, thank you, Mr. Cyrus. Good to be back. Great to have you here. And even yeah. an extra special treat today. Yes, it is. Well, you've got Jackie, your wife. Yeah, my better half is here today. <laughs> Jackie. Yes, yeah. I'm here, and I'm happy to be here with my friend, Byron. So, Jackie, good to yeah. see you. We became acquainted. We were trying to remember the exact date, but it's been a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You were the nurse at a local hospital where my mom was, and you took care of her. You discovered that I work with Bot Radio Network. That was the beginning of me meeting Clay because Mm -hmm. he had just written a book. Yes, actually, like I said, I was telling you before the interview that once I have an opportunity, I don't ever miss it. And I am so happy that I was able to recognize you and be able to be your friend right now. We're, we're making history right now. We're so. doing it, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Isn't it neat how God works and makes things happen in our lives? I still remember yeah, room is. 325. Yes, that's, that's right. what I yeah. met you. Never going to forget that. Well, it was mm-hmm. that room was selected for a reason. So. Well, when people are in the hospital, that's not always the happiest time. Recently, you have been assigned to COVID patients. I can't imagine what that's been like. Actually, it was March of 2020. We were cardiac step-down unit, and it changed. March 2020 said, you guys are now the COVID unit. And that day, we were like, we didn't know what we were facing. We were, like, scared. But we still have to move forward. So we, we took the challenge, and we're still doing it because we're still the COVID unit, and we're just happy that I was chosen. Like I was mm-hmm. telling Clay, I will never raise my hands for a challenge, but I was glad that God picked me. He always picking me. I don't know why, but yeah. I'm telling you, he's always calling well, my name. I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. calling my name. So She's a real hero, so I, it doesn't surprise me at all that well, she was chosen for that. Well, our salute to all the doctors yeah. and nurses taking care mm-hmm. of not only COVID patients, of course, but all of the needs that we have. These bodies are frail. God created and designed yeah. them, but they're fallen, we know. We have to have medical attention from time to time. Yes. So it's great to have a nurse yeah. like you, Jackie, on the floor taking care of us when we have to go. Mm-hmm. Originally, you're from Peru. Tell us a little about growing up in Peru, something about your life experiences growing up. What was your family life like? How did you first hear about a relationship with Jesus Christ? Actually, Peru was happy. Peru was still my happy place to go. Life was perfect over there. The reason why we moved to the USA was because of my brother was in theater 
and he wanted to move to the USA to be this wonderful actor. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we all had to follow him. I came to the USA almost 18 years ago. It was 2004. Actually, in one of our stories, we say, Clay, from the moment I came down out of that plane in Miami, Florida, guy was looking for me. Mm-hmm. Because I went from Miami to Charlotte, North Carolina, and he put me in a house of pastors. The people who received me were pastors. Really? And yep. they were going to a Pentecostal church, and they said I was out of the plane straight to the service. And I knew God was looking for me. Yep. And that was all history. So, so mm-hmm. you already in a relationship with Jesus Christ was, prior to coming? Actually, I was going to the Catholic Church. I was active, and I saying as a teenager, as much active as you can be, you say you love the Lord, but you're not committed. But I knew that God was looking for me for something bigger, yes, because yes, he put yeah. me in a church. A few days after I have arrived, who was in church after a few days you have arrived to the USA? Nobody. Yeah. And I knew God was looking for me, and I went to church on that Thursday. And I, I didn't understand a lot of things, but I knew that I had to learn something different. So I was ready. I was ready. So you came to the United States on the hopes your brother might become a famous actor. So how did you become a nurse? Actually, I was already in nursing school. Okay. Uh, I was mm-hmm. in Peru, enrolled in a five-year program of nursing school. But when my brother moved to the USA, I cried for him every single day. I could not be improved without him. And I finished my second year. I was about to start my third year of nursing. And my mom said one night, she came to my room and she said, Jackie, do you want to go to the USA? Before she even finished asking the question, I said yes. So we left three weeks later. I happened to plane uh, January 10th of 2004. And that was history. We have been here since then. Okay, so Clay, there's got to be some kind of transition here because you two are married now. That's right. So were you living in North Carolina when she arrived? Were you one of those pastors? No, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. She, uh, She came after North Carolina. She came to Memphis, and we met at Crichton College in a sociology class. Spring semester, I'll still never forget. It's the first day of class, and I look back. When I first saw her, I thought, yeah, that could be my future wife someday. <laughs> and here, lo and behold, here we are. And it was, it was a long journey, but we got there. You know, it's funny. Yeah. You say Crichton College. Prior to the name change, it was Mid-South Bible College. That's right. And some refer to it as Mid-South Bridal College because a lot of <laughs> pastors would go there and meet their wives. Yeah. And I met my wife, Pam, there. And oh, so my goodness. We actually dated there, too. Yeah. So there must be something in the water fountains must be. there at the school. That, uh, <laughs> no, maybe we should start a club. Yeah, maybe we should do that. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. pretty exciting. Yes. So were you in Instantly attracted to Clay at that time? Actually, the, it was love at first sight. Was it really? When I saw him, I knew it was him. The that, problem there was that he didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> it took him a few years to recognize that part. <laughs> but yeah. you had that initial. I sure did, yeah. So I was just, where uh, was the disconnect? Well, for me, I guess I was a little slower. I don't know. I guess I wasn't ready to move real fast. Yeah. It took me a while because, you know, when I was in college, I needed a lot of focus because that I wasn't that great in my studies. I just Anything that could have distracted me would have distracted me. And I think it was God slowing me down personally because he knows i probably would have fell fast but i didn't so when i realized that she was moving faster than me i wanted to try to be the gentleman because i was wanting to take it slow and i was like well let's be friends for now because i didn't want to hurt her i had so much respect for her because one thing that was really evident to me was how godly she was i mean she was a, a woman of integrity and i can tell so we we spent about a year and a half being friends and then after she graduated from nursing school and i graduated from college and i started working at Regions Bank, we kind of crossed paths again, 
and we just started dating and it just happened fast i'll still never forget the first day i realized i fell in love with her weird uh, a friend of ours wedding and, and i caught the bouquet so. she got the bouquet someone else caught the garter so i'm watching her on the dance floor and it hit me and i knew it and i was like she's the one i want to spend my life with that's beautiful so, and we haven't looked back ever since yeah. and guys bless yeah. the two of you with children yes. yes yes tell me about your kids yeah we got two kids joshua and anna joshua he is a soccer fanatic that little guy is he's improving so much he practices hard out in his on our backyard just every single day and he wants to be the best yeah so he's got those peruvian he maybe does. soccer genes he right? certainly does yeah. he's got them i'm telling you i don't know he didn't get them from me <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure and our daughter anna she wants to do gymnastics and just and great she's a natural athlete and uh, they're both just wonderful kids we're very proud of them yes, and i'm thank- students too, yeah. i'm very thankful that they got their mother's intellect <laughs> i'm very thankful <laughs> for that so but you're still teaching bible at first assembly christian school i am yes, yes. at one time you told me your father was the headmaster I he was yes he retired and we have a new head of school named dr brian sanders who's doing a phenomenal job i was very fortunate to work for my father for about 12 years and just i learned so much from him and he's a man of god and he's really one of my best friends and i'll be honest he's just um i have to give him a lot of credit for who i am today and i'm just hoping i can be half the man he is isn't that a wonderful story a testimony yes, of sure having is. a mentor and being your dad yes yeah, I'm uh, very blessed. The last time we got together, we talked about a devotional you had written called Abide. Yes. Now, and there was I, a crisis that was going on at the school at the time. Yes. A very well-loved teacher. She had been very ill. She had. And, and, and it really caused a lot of yeah. uh, heartbreak for it the had. students because she was such a, a love, yeah. powerful influence she, on the campus. Absolutely. She. I mean, for me, she was like a second mother. She's the kind of person, when she told you she was going to pray for you, you knew that she meant it. And yeah. she would do it often right then and there. And the kids flocked to her like a mother. They trusted her. She's just one of the kindest people wow. you ever meet. And she yeah. had done mission work, I think, in Vietnam, I believe. Wow. She got diagnosed with a, a very aggressive cancer. She had multiple tumors. She came back after few months and spoke in our chapel and just seeing her go up there after she had gone through chemo she could get up there and just quote a scripture from her memory yeah and it was just it was phenomenal to watch wow. beautiful. and she's still alive to this day as she's fighting hard oh my that's very beautiful. hard but it's a, it's a battle but you wrote this yeah. devotional to kind of help walk through a daily healing process yes. really and for us we do have times mm-hmm. when we go through valleys right and sometimes they're very deep and they and, really are and sometimes those we love don't always pull out and right. we're dealing with the aftermath of emotions of mm-hmm. heartbreak and all yes. those things attached to that that's right but there's no greater comfort that we can find in god's word and then through the power of the holy spirit and god's presence with us right jackie yes actually i i can talk about my own personal story i'm gonna make it public like i'm going public right now i was officially diagnosed with a chronic disease back in 2017 um it caught me by surprise i didn't even know what it was it scared me i went on denial i went on the everything i can go through suffering pain tears everything but the only thing i was able to reach was the attitude gratitude i was able to recognize god in the middle of the darkness i was able to recognize the holy spirit as the power the engine that i needed to keep moving forward and now i see my sickness and my problem my chronic condition as a my salvation point god was again looking for me yes once again like i was telling clay one day i was saying to myself there is power there's a purpose in your pain Mm -hmm. nothing is going to go through without leaving a scar 
in your heart and your soul and it's going to make a difference in your life. So that's what happened to me that, like you said, we're fragile. We're going to break eventually. But when we break, we have the pottery maker. Yes. So we, we can go back to him Amen. and he yeah. can. He's not going <laughs> to yeah. put super glue or gorilla glue, however you call it. <laughs> he's going to make you all over again like well, he makes you in your mother's womb. So. Wow. Yeah. Jackie, a couple of things you said there I want to kind of highlight. You talked about he brought you to that salvation point. God was looking for you. And I think we forget sometimes we talk about that at the point of salvation. And I was just thinking about in the garden, God said, Adam, where are you? Because he wants that fellowship with us. He does. And even once we have that initial relationship with Jesus at the cross where we realize he carried all of our sins in his body when he died, and there's nothing that we can do to earn or deserve salvation. It's totally in Christ alone that we have this relationship. So he was looking for us there to bring us into fellowship. But then he's continually, because we have a tendency to... To get lost and wander. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we we like to wander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Now, something kind of new for you guys is this video vlog, a YouTube channel you've yes. created. The name of it is Nobody Listens to Me. So tell me about this, Nobody Listens to Me. Well, I can't take credit for this name. Uh, my son came up with a title. <laughs> he uh, He's a creative little guy, i, I got to say. But... It, it all stemmed from me wanting to do a podcast, and I had been thinking about it, running my ideas around, and, and I guess one day my son, he had been hearing me talking about it, but it was strange that when I was growing up, I was the one that talked most in my family. I could out-talk anybody until I got married and had children. So now <laughs> all three of them can out-talk me. And it's funny how like I may be talking, but they're over-talking everybody. And so one day, I must have said, nobody listens to me. And he said, Dad, why don't you start a podcast and title it, Nobody Listens to Me? We all laughed, but it was last summer, Jackie and I were talking about getting together and doing something on Facebook videos. Yes. And she said, why don't we just use Joshua's idea? I thought, that's really good. I think that's catchy. Yeah. So we've got to run with it. And that's how the title came out. Nobody listens to me. Yeah. <laughs> what's your content? Like, what's your intention? Yeah. What, what do you want your viewers, Jackie, to, to find when they tune in? Actually, it goes together. Nobody listens to me with Clay Meadows Ministries, yeah. USA, Peru. We can call it Bilingual Family. Mm-hmm. We wanted to create this bilingual channel where we speak Jesus. Like a... Clay speaks English, I speak Spanish, but Clay Meadows Ministries USA Peru speaks Jesus. And also, um, lately we have been adding a little bit health videos because we know our body is perfect, but we say we're fragile. And we're just kind of teaching the Hispanic community how to take care of themselves and how to take the natural route. But that is my part because I'm doing those videos in Spanish. But Clay and I, Mm -hmm. on Fridays, we do videos. Uh, We're following directly Brand Yourself with Honor devotionals. And week by week, Mm -hmm. we're taking one attribute of Brand Yourself with Honor. And we're just going through. The last week we did self-control. So That's kind of where I want to pick up today. And you mentioned Brand of Honor. We want to talk about this book. Another book you've written, you've got a copy right here, Brand Yourself with Honor, Seven Biblical Characteristics to Practical Daily Life. And it's all taken out of some verses of, is it second or first Peter? Second Peter. Second Peter. Seven virtues that are mentioned there, and we're Mm -hmm. going to talk about those. But I wanted to kind of reflect a second on one of those virtues, which is self-control. Yes. Probably one that I need to talk about right now, okay? Yeah. It's Uh, it's hard. Episode number 14 of Nobody Listens to Me is Mm self-control. And you focus on your strengths and weaknesses regarding self-control, the importance and difficulty of self-control. Now, why do you think we typically struggle with that, even as Christians? 
I just feel like to me, self-control, I need to sip it. I need to just sip my mouth and keep my tongue quiet. Yeah. We're talking about taming your tongue. Be careful. You know, say what it comes on in your mouth is not what, what's going to contaminate your body, what comes out. So we got to really be careful and self-control ourselves mm-hmm. because we can be damaging. We can be causing a lot of damage yeah. with, with what we say, you know, so, and there's no going back. That's what I personally wow. believe that there's mm-hmm. no going back. It might be a story involved, but sometimes the damage could be so much that a story cannot fix it. So we have to be careful, you know, to have self-control yeah. to not hurt the most sure. our right. loved ones, you right. know. So, but you know, it's interesting yeah. that we often will display signs of self-control in mm-hmm. one area, yes. but fall short. Yeah. In another area, you know, for example, I have been working on trying to change my diet, and I've, I've lost some weight sure. since the beginning of the year, and I feel so much better. I've lost yeah. a considerable amount of weight. I'm eating totally different now, and I, and I feel the difference, yeah. yes, you know. Yes. And so I've been able to, and it's interesting because I didn't think I would be able to at my age to focus on self control to the point where I could change my habits. Yeah. But God helped me do that because yes. I've made it yeah. a matter of prayer. And it wasn't just me trying to do it in my flesh. Mm-hmm. I needed God's help because it was a yes. spiritual battle. Does that make sense? It does. It makes perfect sense. I mean, that's, I think that's where it all comes back to. It's, uh, it's that fallen nature. Our flesh is longing for something. One thing I read in a book long ago by an author named John Eldridge, he talked about when it comes to anything with temptation, he recommends stopping for about 15 seconds and asking yourself, what is it I really want? Because he makes the argument we were made for more in the garden before we fell. I mean, we, we had more. So there's a natural a tendency to want more. You know, you think about Christmas, which is coming up. All these kids are going to be getting these gifts. And about a month later, they're going to kind of get tired of it because we're made for more. That There's nothing that's going to fill that hole that Christ can fill. Wow. And we need him. As if we long for him more than anything else, he's the only one that will satisfy. Uh, like that story with the woman at the well. When he tells the Samaritan lady, if you just drink the water I'll give you, you'll never thirst again. And it would become an eternal spring coming out from you. And I think that's really where we need to get, because I'm like you, I'm the same way. That's my same weakness. I used to joke with Jackie that, you know, I would celebrate going to the mailbox with a bag of Doritos. I mean, you had to, you had to twist my arm to go find food, you know, and especially in Memphis. We got so much good food here. And he married you know. the right person because I'm the food police. Yes. Yes, yes she yes. is. Yes. I can't hide anything in the house. Nothing. He said, you even know how many Doritos I ate from that bag. How I don't know how she doesn't. <laughs> God knew what he's doing. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, how do we move towards being more yeah. balanced with self-control? Yeah, I think for me, it's going to come down to, like you said, that relationship with Jesus. I mean, that's, that's where it begins. That's really kind of the premise of my first devotional abide is that when you learn to put him first and foremost in your life, he'll help you be content in these other areas. It'll still be a struggle. But, I mean, when, you, when you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, he's going to help you get through that. And like you were saying yourself. You can't beat it in your flesh. There's just no way you can. Yeah, we need the power of the Spirit to help us overcome that. And this yeah. is just one of the characteristics discussed in yes. Second Peter. Right. We're talking about there those seven. But before we go there, I want to mention about the book, Brand Yourself with Honor, Seven Biblical Characteristics to Practice Daily. Okay, you say in your book, it seems wherever you look today, people are starting 
a new brand, whether yes. it be through their YouTube channels, blogs, or websites. Often they even create their own apparel with their logos on it to sell to the public. People's identities are very much tied into the brand they have created. Mm-hmm. While there is nothing wrong with this practice, the belief system in our postmodern culture has created deep-seated confusion regarding identity, morality, and mm-hmm. truth. This has led to a faulty worldview that is saturated with a me mentality. Mm-hmm. People now make up what is right and wrong and they wrap it up a logo around it and market it to the world yes. that's so where yeah. we are today yeah. as a people Certainly and that is. book was written a few years back it's almost mm-hmm. like we're into the future right now yeah. So. yeah where were you personally was this something you were dealing with yourself it was something else it was a trend i was starting to see i mean with uh with the curriculum that i teach at, at facs we look at we use some ministries and that's been a great resource for me i mean i've learned a lot i mean we they have videos where you get to see men like John Stone Street and or Scott and Klusendorf, who I mean these guys are highly intelligent and they've done their studies, their research and just reading enough of that and then reading scripture and then looking at the headlines, looking at just the way culture's going it and I thought it just kind of hit me because my son watches YouTube and he he gets hooked up on a lot of these YouTubers, right? And it just kind of hit me. I'm like, wow, we we've really become a me-centered culture with the selfies, with things like that. And a friend of mine, a former colleague, told me a story when she went to the Sears Tower in Chicago. And I've never been there, but she told me that once you get to the top, you got to line up, and I guess there's a glass area you can stand on to overlook the city. She said that whenever anybody got there, the only thing they did was just take selfies. They didn't stand to look at the horizon. That's kind of a foreign concept to me. We, um, I grew up in California for when I was younger, and uh, anytime we went to the beach, I just get lost just looking in the ocean or the yeah. sunset. And I didn't. Last thing I thought about was taking a picture of myself. I don't know. It just didn't resonate well because I thought, well, we're really just focused on ourselves, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Every time we go on vacation, people ask us, "Can you please send us pictures of your vacation?" We yeah. were like, "Oh." We didn't take any. <laughs> we forgot yeah. the camera. Yeah, <laughs> right we, here. No, we just we just have yeah. fun. Sometimes we leave our cell phones in the hotel. You know, we just really try to enjoy our family vacation. Well, brand yeah. yourself with honor is a forty day devotional based off of Second Peter, as we mentioned, one five through eight, and it lists these seven different characteristics such as virtue, knowledge, self control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love. These characteristics listed by the Apostle Peter, not optional, but are necessary to brand our lives with honor and and integrity. And that's something that we don't see a lot today. And so we we have an opportunity as believers to Mm -hmm. really make a difference, not in our own ability, not saying, look at me, but allowing God to do that through us. I agree. I mean, one thing I was reading today in my class was uh, author Jeff Myers. He was talking about how entertainment has become one of the biggest worldviews that there is today and it's almost become a creation of itself it's amazing what it has done to people and i think about how we're getting our values from hollywood it feels like that's the last place we ought to be getting our values from yeah we need to go straight back to scripture to help us find how to live a life of honor i think second peter is a great place to do it and you're teaching in a christian classroom at a school Yes. And you're seeing the same pressure of the branding among Christians. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's there. I mean, I don't know. It's almost like a fast-paced culture that you have to live up to the world's standards. And I think we got to be really careful with that. Very careful. How, in your own personal lives, are you trying to encourage each other living out these characteristics, Jackie? We just try to remember who is the source, which is Jesus. Every day we just think about we can't do this by ourselves. It has to be him through us because we have realized how weak we are, how tired we can be 
by the society, by everything that's going on. We're so tired. We physically are tired. But we realize every morning that it is Jesus in us working, making us go through the path every single day. We just call on him all the time. We say, Jesus, please help us. Yes. We cannot yeah. be parents. We cannot be teachers because I'm actually a teacher too. I'm a homeschool mom. That's right. I cannot nurse any more patients if you don't help me. And sometimes I'm like walking in the hallway with my ponytail back and forth, <laughs> singing songs, just telling Jesus, you got to help me because uh-huh. my feet are tired, but I still have three more hours to go. These people need me. And yeah. sometimes I'm in the, in the room with them, praying with them, telling them, flipping the channel on Sunday morning and telling them it's time to watch some Jesus. <laughs> so we're like doing those little tricks that yeah. you think mm-hmm. won't make a difference, but they do. They do make yeah. a they difference. They do make a difference. And you're walking in the rooms of some that are so sick. You're assigned to a COVID yes. unit and COVID patients. And I don't know if it's still the way it was at the beginning, but loved ones aren't allowed really to be there with them, are they? Now, or has, that, if, has that changed? No. If you have COVID, nobody's allowed to come. Nobody's allowed no. to come. If you're in the hospital, if you don't have COVID, there's only one visitor per day, 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. So. so if you have COVID, there's no visitors. No. So you're actually maybe holding the hand of somebody who is breathing their last breath. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That happens a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's something that we don't think about too much. No, we sure don't. But God does have you at a place right now. Yeah, and actually when you see somebody passing, it gives an opportunity to say, slow down. Because we all go in that direction, you know, and we're like trying to live this fast-paced life. Today will be our last day that we're going to be in this earth. What it does to us, having so much money in the bank, this beautiful car, it won't do nothing because we're eventually not taking yeah. nothing with us. So. That's right. Yes. Well, let's say goodbye now. Okay. And we want folks to know how they can get a copy of this book, Brand yeah. Yourself with Honor, Seven Biblical Characteristics to Practice Daily. That's right. Yes. How do we get yes. a copy? All right. You can go to Amazon.com or you can go to BarnesandNoble.com and get one. Those are probably the two easiest places to get it. Most of them are online. I know that Walmart has it, but I think it's online. And your other devotional book, which we mentioned, yes. too, was Abide, right? Yes, that's correct. And that's available, too, at the same same sources, Amazon tested. and Barnes & Noble. Now, you mentioned Clay Meadows Ministries. Is there yes. a website or a Facebook page for that? Well, it's just the YouTube channel right now, where this is uh, kind of a new thing for us. We're still pretty new to this, so I haven't created the website just yet, but I'm going to start working on that very soon. So how do we find you on YouTube? When you go to YouTube, just search Clay Meadows Ministries uh, USA. USA. Mid-South Viewpoint is people telling God-sized stories from all walks of life. What the pandemic did, it prohibited people required to be in the hospital from having an advocate. Most of them are involved in a full-time ministry pastoring the churches in Macedonia, Bosnia, Croatia, Montenegro, and Serbia. We're finding out exactly where a child is. What is their point of success? And then what is their point of weakness? That's where we start and we build from there. I got out of the truck. They led me over to an ambulance. Then I saw another girl. I could only see her legs. That's about it. I didn't remember anything. And when you accept by repenting and accepting what Jesus done, you get the full forgiveness and your debt is paid to a holy God. Mid-South Viewpoint. Listen Wednesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. on AM640 or anytime with the Bot Radio Network mobile app or on Spotify and iTunes podcast.